episode six of DIY The Crafting Podcast, a bi-weekly show that features Winnipeg crafters and explores their work, their process, and why they chose to DIY. I'm your host, Sydney Small, and today we have Chantelle from Elodie Alchemy here in the studio. She creates a wide variety of natural beauty and skincare products, and we're thrilled to have her on the show today. So welcome, Chantelle. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So we got lots of questions today, so I guess we'll just get right into it, if you're cool with that. I am cool with that. Okay, cool. I guess, how did you get into making? When did you start? Um, I started making makeup, (laughs) that sounds weird, (laughs) Um, probably in about June of this year. Um, I got my makeup artist certification in 2014, and so since then, I've wanted to kind of create a product that is more suitable to using in a makeup artist environment. So I wanted something that uh, you wouldn't have to like scrape a palette. You could just tap it onto a mixing palette and then uh, apply it directly to the the client's face. And that way everything is very hygienic and you're not wasting product and you're not making a mess every time. So that's kind of where um, it started for me. What kind of things do you make then? Uh, Right now I make eyeshadows, I make uh, skin serums, and I make face masks, and I'm working on uh, starting some blushes and uh, kind of going more into the makeup area with mascara, eyebrow powders, that sort of thing. So uh, it's in the works right now. Oh, that's awesome, though. So you mentioned that you wanted, like, your eyeshadows to be, they could be used in a professional makeup environment. So... You said you'd be able to tap them onto your brushes? Uh, So as a makeup artist, you have like a palette in front of you. So it's pretty much just a piece of plastic in front of you. And that's where you put all your product before you put it onto the client's face so that everything is hygienic. You never want to go from like your actual eyeshadow palette and directly onto someone's face. Because then if you go back into it, you're depositing germs back into it, right? Right. So this way... um, uh, instead of doing that, you just tap it onto the palette. And so right now, in most uh, beauty stores, palettes come um, with pressed powder. So as a makeup artist, you're scraping the pressed powder onto the palette, and then you're applying it to the client's face. And so every time you scrape a palette, it makes a giant mess. You waste a whole bunch of shadow because you don't... It's really hard to judge how much you need. So... This way you're, you know, it's more cost effective and again, always hygienic. And I think that that's really great for makeup artists because the money you spend on makeup is kind of deducted from, you know, what you're making, right? Totally. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I'm not a very educated makeup person. (laughs) So, so that, that makes a lot of sense. Very cool. Can you tell me a bit about the process of making some of your products? Like how... How long does it take? What do you do? That kind of stuff. Right. Uh, So it's fairly simple for eyeshadows. Um, I order in my pigments. My pigments are all like vegan, natural. Um, My glitters are biodegradable. So that's great because that's a huge problem right now in the ocean. Everything's filled with plastic. Um, So that was really important to me too. Um, So yeah, I just kind of mix colors um, and, and try and get something that I really want out of it. You know, there's been a few fails. I've been trying to get like a really beautiful olive green and it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it's a lot of trial and error and just kind of mixing things together. What about for your face mask and stuff? Is that, again, a lot of experimentation? And, and yeah, there's a lot of experimentation and a lot of like research behind it. So I looked into, you know, what kind of clays are best for what kind of skin types and then what kind of additives I could put into it. And like the additives are all natural, things like um, like olive leaf extract so they'll dry it and ground it down and then you can add it to a face mask so um yeah a lot of trial and error a lot of research on finding out you know what works best for what skin type so that I could you know specify which mask would be better for who um and then I also like to uh talk to a client like if they have specific skincare needs then I can um work with that and then kind of create um a unique face mask for them that's really awesome too yeah it's fun so you make all this stuff. Do you have clients, like you'll do makeup for people too? Um, I have done makeup for people. Um, I usually do weddings. Oh, nice. Yeah. And like, you know, if someone's going out, like our friend, mutual friend, Shelly. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I'll get her ready to go out for a night. So yeah, it's fun. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So if you sit down, you're like, hey, I'm going to be making a bunch of stuff tonight. How long does it usually take or does it vary? It like- varies. Like sometimes like you go in to make an eyeshadow and you know, on the first try, it turns out exactly how you wanted it. And so it's a really quick, (laughs) really quick session doing that. Um, But then, like I said, with this olive green, I've tried like six different combinations and I keep adding stuff and taking stuff away and I'm still struggling with it. So that one, that one's, you know, it's been a few hours that I've been working on that one and it still hasn't gotten to where I wanted to go. So it kind of varies. Yeah. So say you get it right the first time. Is that like a, are we talking like 20 minutes? Are we talking an hour? Like how? First time, you could do it in probably 10 minutes. Okay. If it, yeah, <laughs> if it works out the first time. Cool. Yeah. And then would you usually, would you try and make like a bunch of the same at once or? So do you mean like quantity of the same color? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I do is I'll, if it turns out great, I'll make uh, a bunch of it and then I store everything in mason jars. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of would just package it as people order? Exactly. Okay. So can you tell me a bit about your packaging? So all of my packaging, again, is environmentally conscious. Um, I I really have a hard time with, like, all of the plastic and cardboard and everything that's been wasted. And, like, you know, when you buy something, half of, like, the product is packaging. And then you pull it out and it's like, oh... That, that was so tiny. Why did totally. they do that? It just seemed like such a waste to me. So um, I made sure to buy all of, um, like all my boxes are made from recycled paper. Um, I use a lot of like twine and stuff to wrap things. It's very um, eclectic looking, but I like it. Yeah, no, I love it too. Yeah. It's kind of, Thank it you. kind of has that natural exactly look to it right yeah and so like I like to use like a lot of glass um bottles because that can be recycled um so yeah that's that's my goal is to kind of keep the environment beautiful while we're looking beautiful yeah and I mean with your I know you sent me a great picture of your some of your eyeshadow packaging and you usually put it in glass right yeah so you can see it too exactly it it does look you can see what you're getting exactly and it looks cool and for a makeup artist it's fast then you see exactly what colors you want you keep them fast you pull out what you need yeah so it's handy you kind of started doing this with that in mind right to make it 
so that it be for those makeup artists that want to be more sustainable or just have an easier experience. Exactly. That's so awesome. And then, you know, I got my friends to try it and then they really liked it. So I thought maybe this is something that everyone could try. So totally. And I'm I know we mentioned Shelly. Shout out to Shelly. <laughs> but she was telling me, like, I haven't tried your product yet, but I would I would like to. Excellent. Um, but she was saying how just nice it goes on. Like, even, yeah. you know, like. So I don't, like, a lot of makeup companies will put fillers and stuff in it. Um, I use just pure pigments. So you hardly need any to put it on. It goes on pretty smooth. Um, yeah, it's just a really good quality product so awesome thank you I'm really curious when you started out like how were you how did you learn about making this stuff was it just your own research kind of thing and from your makeup school or um so it really started in like January of this year my cousin suggested it she loves like all the indie makeup companies that there are out there and I was like I don't know if that's something that I can get into I don't know if I can make a comparable product at a, at a good price and and do sustainable packaging for it and then the more I thought about it the more I was like maybe this is something I can do <laughs> and so I started doing the research on it and it just yeah it became more and more something that I wanted to to create so where do you make all this stuff uh, I have an office in my house nice. yeah so it makes it nice and easy whenever I you know get inspiration I just run upstairs to the office and start working it's really funny like you, you watch tv and you'll see like this just a bold beautiful color and you're like I need to make that into an <laughs> eyeshadow and then you run upstairs so it's really convenient and I love it yeah oh, that's great and you kind of have your own space for it so it's still like yeah, your kind of creative space, right? Exactly, like, yeah. I know you sell your work, so where can we find you? And what was it like starting to sell your products? Um, it was a little bit nerve-wracking. I think that, you know, I'm an anxious person, so I always worry about what kind of feedback I'm going to get. Um, I really started selling to, like, family and friends first, and then I put up my website, my website is elodyalchemy.com, and uh, you can, you know, purchase face mask serums and eyeshadows there. Um, and then I have, you know, Instagram. If, if people need to contact me, they can you get me there at elodie underscore alchemy. Um, and so, yeah, selling it was nerve-wracking, but it was also really exciting. And I think that the next step for me is uh, going to craft shows and then going to um, maybe the wedding show next year. And yeah, so just getting my name out there and getting people the opportunity to experience my products and hopefully really enjoy them. So when did you start selling? Was that back in June, like you said? Uh, I think that I ended up putting my website up in July. In July, okay. I guess it's been, what, half, about half a year? Yeah. Then? Mm-hmm. And was it tricky to get started? It was. Um, I think that my hardest part, like the most difficult part for me, I should say, is social media. Um, so much of it seems so phony, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. hard to be that like genuine person on there. And so right now, that's, I think, my biggest battle is, you know, being true to myself while being on social media. That's the hardest sell for me, I think. Yeah, that's fair, for yeah. sure. Do you try to post often, or is it more when you come up with new colors or products? Like, 
I should be posting more often. I think it's I'm old, so I don't like what? social media. No, no, she's not old. She's not old, people. <laughs> 32 is old now. Um, <laughs> sorry, what was your question? Your oh, just is... like, do you have a system where you kind of just oh right, just um, navigating as you go kind of thing? Generally, when I have a new product, I will start posting about it. Um, I'll do a few eyeshadow looks, take pictures of myself, <laughs> and then post them. Okay, so you've got your website, you've got social media. Um, you said your kind of next steps would be like potentially a craft show or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, have you done anything like that in the past? I haven't yet. I, I get really nervous to do those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, that's that's the next goal is to get into the craft shows. Um, I actually live in St. Norbert, so I should be doing the farmers market. Hey, maybe like the next summer. I think Why that's not? the. I think that's a great plan. Yeah. So um, yeah, a lot of ideas for the future definitely kind of tying into that um I know you have your website is like very nicely designed and Thank you. um I know you Shelly gave me a business card um so how did you come up with the name actually Elodie was my great grandma's name cool yeah and alchemy um it just kind of reminds me of like the Elizabethan era um, and like witchcraft and how like everything was kind of like a fantasy world then with dragons and everything. Um, so most of my products are named after like stuff from that time period. That's so wicked. there's things like witch's bane and unicorn horn and like that kind of stuff. So I thought that the name would be a good way to um, kind of create product names and so you do, like, you do all that, right? You yeah. create all the names and stuff. That's yeah. really fun. That's, that's that's one of the funnest parts for sure. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of just go with, like, okay, what does this look like? What does this remind me of? What's a name that I yeah. think relates? That is so awesome. It's like making nail polish colors. Exactly. Or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. So do you put – we're going back to packaging, but that's okay. Do you put, like, the names on the packaging or, again – just keep it the simple glass or whatever. Um, I use a paint pen to put the name on the glass so you can still see all the color without it covering everything. Yeah. Well, that's good because it's mm-hmm. not like you're covering it with another like a like layer a of label. Or... Yeah. So I know we've kind of touched on this already, but you know, was it kind of hard to make a name for yourself when you were starting out? Do you feel? Yeah, um, I think I'm still trying to make a name for myself. I think that a lot of companies, a lot of small businesses are always trying to do that. Um, The market is so flooded with, you know, big names like L'Oreal and Maybelline, especially in cosmetics, right? So, um, yeah, I think it's an uphill battle that we're always trying to make a name for ourselves. But I think think with, like, local people making, like, local and natural things, I think it's... That's growing, though. Absolutely. There's so much support for it right now. And, you know, you mentioned the craft shows and stuff. Like, I really think when you go or when I've gone to craft shows, at least, or farmer's markets and stuff, I would say makeup, I don't, you don't see tons of it. No, you see, like, a little bit of skincare products, right? Yeah. But no makeup. And I don't, like, eyeshadow, like, I don't think... I've ever seen really anything like that. So I think that could be like a really cool opportunity. Like I agree, yeah. You know? I definitely need to get on that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, mean, I know like life gets busy and I mean, market season, it changes, right? Because there's Christmas and then it comes to summer or whatever. But yeah. I think like at least when I heard about this too, I was like, wow, I didn't realize like people <laughs> can do that. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? for sure. 
<laughs> so that's really awesome. Um, so how could people get started if they want to give it a try? What would you recommend for With people? With makeup? Yeah. Um, if you want to get started, I wouldn't recommend going out and buying a bunch of pigments. Um, I think you can actually use like natural stuff from around the house. So, oh, that's um, cool. so like beetroot powder is a good one that you could use. It's like very rich color. You could mix that with, um, like coconut oil and create a lip balm or lip color with it. So like there are lots of natural products, um, like charcoal is a good one too. It's great for your skin and you can kind of use that to make like a smoky eye if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are lots of natural products that you can have, you know, around your house that make great colors and have great pigmentation. Um, so yeah, that's a good place to get started. If you do enjoy it, then definitely look into, to ordering pigments, but you usually have to buy like a pretty big quantity at a time. So. Is that what you, like, you do? Like, yeah. you got to buy lots? Yeah. Yeah, I guess for starting out, it'd be maybe not the smartest because you kind of, you figured out your your groove, right? How yeah. you like to do stuff. But exactly. But that's really good to note. And I love, I love that you are so, like, conscious about the stuff that goes into your makeup because that's becoming, I think, a big thing nowadays. And people people are noticing more what, you know, what kind of things are in the products they use, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, I remember a few years ago, one of my very good friends was telling me about this mascara that she was using and how it had, like, similar chemicals to what's in, like, embalming fluid. And it was just shocking to me. Like, it was that's really disgusting. That shouldn't be on your face. No. You should never put that on your face. And so I feel like having, you know, these options that aren't full of chemicals and um, preservatives and stuff is just a really, really nice option. You don't need that on your face. No. And then you feel good about using it. And then, you know, if, if your clients or customers ask you about it, you can tell them what you're, exactly. what you're putting into it, right? Exactly, yeah. I have a question. So on your website, do you do you put the ingredients like do you list them or is it more just if people ask, you can tell them? Um, so you you are required um, by Health Canada to include the ingredients. So for the face masks, I have the ingredients on the website mm -hmm. um, for the eyeshadows. I haven't uploaded it yet, but I should be. Um, I generally include like a little card. Oh, awesome. So it says what ingredients are on it, but um, I think probably the, the easiest way to do it would just put it all on the website. Okay, and that's great. Yeah. Send people. They can check it out, make sure that they don't have any, you know, weird allergies, right? So oh, yeah. You never know. You mentioned that you've had, like, some people tell you kind of what they want, and then you were able to create something based on their, mm -hmm. like, skin tone or not tone necessarily but like sensitivity and stuff like that yeah um so is that an option like could you try and do custom stuff if people reached out to definitely you? uh right on the website I have like a link for it so oh, awesome um yeah I will do customized products right now I'm working on one for a good friend's niece um so she's you know a teenager she's got some problem areas so um right now I'm working on a mask for her so that you know, it kind of balances out the oil, yeah. but then keeps it moist. So, yeah. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. And do you, you know, if you get requests like that, is it, you know, you just have a knowledge base or do you do a bit of research too? Um, when I first started out, I did a ton of research and 
like I learned this in university, for me to remember it, I have to write it out. So I'd read it and I'd write it in my notebook. And so um, I, a lot of it I've retained, but then I definitely go back and, and do a little bit more research just to make sure that, you know, my T's are crossed, my I's are dotted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's great though. And then you have this great reference book. Definitely. Yeah. That you it's can, handy. <laughs> like that's pretty smart. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have one more question, and it's kind of like a, I say philosophical, but it's not really, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, what does DIY mean to you? And, you know, the importance of, you know, your business and, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. what it means to you. Um, I think that DIY is amazing. It's the opportunity to be creative and to figure out, you know, how to do something on your own, right? Um I think that I learned a lot of my DIY skills from my dad. He was always handy. Um, He made, you know, really elaborate sort of like toys for me and my brother. And um, it's stuff that you couldn't find anywhere else. And I think that seeing him use those skills in like something so small, like a toy for a kid, um, really inspired me to to just DIY anything I could. So I love doing crafting stuff. I love like gardening and and putting um, like succulents together and making them look pretty. Like I like all of that kind of stuff. So um, I think that the makeup company is just, you know, an extension of that is I really enjoy creating stuff. I really like seeing the results. Um, and it's just a really, you know, fun way to spend your time. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been fantastic talking to you today, Chantel. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's been a pleasure for me. Thank you so much for having me, Sydney. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's great. Great chat. Awesome chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you can all check out Chantel's work on Instagram at Elodie underscore alchemy and also on her website, elodiealchemy.com. There'll be links to both in the description of her episode. And you can also read Chantel's profile on our website, DIYpodcast.com, to learn more about her. While you're on Instagram to check out Chantel's work, you can also follow at d.i.ypodcast for updates on our crafters and new episodes as they're released. We're also on Facebook and Pinterest, so check us out there too. We'll be back soon with episode 7 and our next guest. Once again, I'm your host, Sydney Small. Thanks for listening to the DIY Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.